0: My name's Duncan, and I have the privilege of leading the church here, and we are going to open the Word of God together. And there's loads of other stuff that's going to happen, and um, I think the lights are lower to accentuate these wonderful fairy lights we've got up. Thank you. I think Mornay and Leanne put these up. They're, they're beautiful. <laughs> Good. Um, I've got just a few moments to preach, so I want to unpack some things. And I've called this giving thanks as a choice, not a feeling. And um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I wish I could put something on my head, some sort of device that would enable me to be, in a moment, radically transformed. Uh, Does does anyone else think that? You know, those moments where someone has to take you aside and tell you that what you just said just now wasn't particularly helpful. Uh, I, I wish I could kind of with one click... Have this machine that would make me a mature Christian. Anyone else fancy that? And um, here's the good news: I have invented it. I have, and it's in this gorgeous girl's bag. That's how secure I am. 100% gorgeous. And. Um, 100% reusable. I, I, I'll unveil it in a moment, but we've got a photo of a prototype that I don't know if we can get on the screen at all here, John, have we got that? Uh, no, there's no PowerPoint apparently. Oh dear, so I really have to preach my heart out here. I've, I've, made, I've made, anyone want to see it? Any children want to see it? Any, any husbands, well let's put it this way, any wives wish that they could put this on their husbands? This would transform them in a moment. I won't ask any parents if I'd like to, but I, I've actually spared no expense. Round of applause, please. Here it is. It's called, I, I've called it the matched. Um, it's fully wired and fully powered. Mark, come here. What? Round of applause for Mark. Um, also, I just felt I wanted to try this on you, not because you need more radical change than anyone else. Uh, how do I know? Uh, we won't go into that publicly. We'll do that over coffee. Um, I just wonder if you put that on your head. This is, this is called the Disciple Maker. And um, that looks good. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going I'm to switch this switch in just a moment. I'm going to use the five-minute setting. And what's going to happen is you're going to feel a deep, transformation of your neurological connections in your brain. What is that, neurological? Well, we'll go, can go into that now. You don't need to know the science, you just need to know if Julie sees the output, okay? Uh, oh, oh, there we are. That, that's an early edition. That's the Darth Vader version and, uh, on the screen. So here we go, Mark. I'm switching it on now. Can you feel that transformation happening? Actually, if you just go and wear that, what... what I think just keep that on for five minutes, see if you're going to sit next to Julie and, um, and Julie just ask him questions and see if his reactions changes to some of those things and see what happens. So um round of applause for, for Mark here. Um, we, have actually, we have actually tried this on others and in, on the next picture um, we've got uh, up here is Mature Mike and um, really uh, Mike used, used the disciple maker and he said this, he said, I was just like you. But after five minutes using the disciple maker, everything changed for me. People now call me Mature Mike. And uh, Mature Mike loves his wife perfectly. He's never offended. He's never late for work. He's patient. He's kind. He's servant hearted. He gets along with everyone. He always has a word of wisdom, as you can see. He would have that if you went and spoke to him. Mature Mike never complains. He sees the good in everything and everyone. And most impressive of all, he's here for church at 25 minutes past 10 at the front waiting. That's how mature Mike is. And um, you see, I don't know about this, but it doesn't exist, sorry to say. Sorry, Mark, I don't think it's fully wired up yet and it's not going to work, probably, because we haven't invented it yet. But uh, wouldn't we all love it if it did? And we, we would love it if we, you know, our vision to be a transform people that what? I wouldn't be love it if we could have a five minute disciple maker hat that we put on people at the membership course. There's a few people we could have put that on uh, in in the I'm joking, okay? uh, In the Get Connected course, but the truth is is this, that you can come to the front at a meeting like this, you, children, adults, youngest, oldest, and we can, we, we can have an impartation of the Spirit and receive spiritual gifts. That's why that you sometimes find that you've been a Christian years and then somebody who's been a Christian five minutes suddenly heals the sick and raises the dead. Because the gifts of God sometimes are grace gifts. They're charismata, they're grace gifts. They're, we don't earn them or deserve them. But here's the other truth. You can't receive maturity. I wish that you could. I wish that we could have a fire tunnel at the front and we would pray for everyone and they would come out as mature Mike here. Uh, And I wish that we could do that. I wish I could do that for myself. But the responses that we make in the moment are like weightlifting. There's choices that we make. It's like like we grow muscles of discipline. And maturity is the product of good choices one after another. Maturity is about making those good choices. There is no five-minute disciple... discipleship maker. I'm really sorry to tell you that. And this is what happens, church. As, as we grow in maturity, as we grow in that, we, we get to carry more and more of the glory of God. Did you know that? That, that as you make God, God-filled choices, as you go on this discipleship journey, we begin to be glory carriers. I put it like this. It's, it's when you make God-glorifying decisions you increasingly become someone who can carry holy entrustments from God and for God. And yeah, that's what God is doing with us as a church. That's what he's doing with disciples as they're growing as individuals. And believe it or not, thankfulness is a discipline that matures us. And so we have loads of fun this morning. We're already having fun, aren't we? Yes. Good. Some of you are smiling. That's nice. And. But I want to take you to a place in the Bible where the Thessalonians, now their context was this, that the church in Thessalonica were were, uh, in in persecution, that they were under pressure, and you would have thought that Paul would would have kind of said some nice gentle words when they're going through pressure, but this is what he says in, in one Thessalonians. It should come up on your screen on the screen here, one Thessalonians 5, verse 16. He says this. Be, bear in mind their context is persecution. He says this: "Be joyful always. Just what you want to hear when life's difficult, isn't it? Someone telling you, "Be joyful. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus." Some of you are wondering what God's will for your life is. It's this. It's "Be joyful always. Pray continually. And give thanks in all circumstances. Can you imagine living with that person? That would be amazing. Or being in a church with those people who are praying continually, giving thanks uh, and being joyful. That's the will of God. This is a huge assignment. And so you you can't get this at the front of the meeting. You can't come for prayer at the the, the end of the meeting and get this. But I want to just go through one of these, give thanks. We're not going to go through all three exhortations here. And the first is if. So I will give thanks in all circumstances. So I've, I've called this giving thanks as a choice, not a feeling. Giving thanks in all circumstances. And so he, Paul's saying this, we've got to learn to do this. That not we don't give thanks for the, for the circumstance, we give thanks in the circumstance because it leads me into God's presence. You know, the Psalms talks that way. It says, enter his gates with what? Thanksgiving, Uh, and we've done a bit of that this morning already because we're we're designed to be close to God. We we were in Eden originally, Adam and Eve, in Eden, in the place of delight. We're We're designed to be close to God. Bill Johnson says this, Thanksgiving brings us into the manifest presence of God and connects us with him, what he is doing and saying in the midst of our circumstances. Thankfulness, thanksgiving. Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances, it reminds us what God has done. When you start remembering and thanking God, it reminds us what he has done. And then thankfulness reminds me what God is like. Who knows God is good? Yeah. We know that? Do we know it? Yeah. Yes. So he, every good and perfect gift is from above. That's exciting, isn't it? James says that coming down from the Father of heavenly lights, who he does not change like shifting shadows. You can't exaggerate his goodness. He works everything together for good. And then he's faithful. His faithfulness goes on and on for all generations, Psalm 100 says. So so we're giving thanks in all circumstances, but then we're giving thanks whatever I feel like. Not everyone wakes up happy every morning, do they? (laughs) A moment of authenticity. No, no, we don't. Husbands nudging wives and so on. And so, you know, when I come downstairs, you know, I think in the morning and I find the cat has vomited on the carpet. My first thought is not thanksgiving. It's not even my second thought. Kill. Kill is the, is the is the first thought. Uh, uh, but if I had a greater heart of thanksgiving, I would say thank you, Lord, and it didn't poo on the carpet. I mean, that, that's basically, that's basic principle here. So if you don't remember anything else I say, remember the cat vomit and the cat poo analogy and you'll be fine. So can you say that from the pulpit? He just did. But there's a principle here, isn't it? That, that how we feel in the circumstance, mustn't dictate how we respond to it. And that's what Paul is telling us. He's saying, look, your emotions aren't bad. I'm I'm just not going to be led by them. And so thankfulness is a command. That's why it's a, a posh word, a biblical imperative. It's a, you need to do this whatever you feel like doing. Because what complaining does is it elevates the problem above what God has already done. And so we're going to change the scales and say, no, God, this is what you have done. Yes, this situation is real, but I'm going to give you thanks for what you have done intentionally. Do you know in, in Nehemiah, you know the story, I won't go into the whole lot because I haven't got time, but you know when they're building the wall, walls of Jerusalem are down and they're building the walls and building them up. Do you know they actually had a rotor and a team for people to give thanks? Did you know that? And can you imagine that it's a, it's a terrible situation? The nation's in ruin, the walls are down, the city's an embarrassment to God, and they're, they're beginning to build these walls, and they have these guys called the Levites, and they say, We're rotoring you on on a team, through church suite. Okay, uh, that's a joke. And, uh, 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 and we're gonna, your job is to give thanks. And isn't that amazing? And I think because in the routine, in the, in the doing of the rota, in the doing of the thanksgiving by rote, by rote routine, there's treasure. And I think that, that's a biblical principle there. It's saying that as you make the decision to give thanks, you, you, you unlock the limitations of where your emotions keep you, and you move those aside and you come to a place of thanksgiving which is actually beginning to I'm deliberately focusing aside from what I feel like doing. Psalm 9 says this, I will give thanks to the Lord with my whole heart. I will recount all of your wonderful deeds. It's beautiful to be around people who do that, particularly in the midst of pressure. So it's a discipline of saying, thank you, I can trust you, God. Thank you, you're good, even though life doesn't make sense. I trust that your ways are higher than my ways. And so, imagine a church like that, and we can, we do. This is why we're doing this. It isn't so that we can stick things on the wall. I nearly fell off my chair when Morley said we could write on the walls. So that says something about me, I think. Please don't write on the walls. But in all seriousness, sticking stuff on the walls and saying, "Look, this is what we're thankful." For. Seeing some of the, the the art and the things we're going to be led to go and see in just a, in, a, in a little while after communion. But it's, it's, a, it's a discipline that takes us into the presence of God, acknowledges our emotions, but we don't get, don't get ruled by them. But we begin to say, God, you have done so much. If I just remember those things. Amen?